The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to another exciting edition of the WCBA, powered, of course, by Evergy. First, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us, follow us. We truly appreciate you checking us out. Today in the house, Tandem Cyber Operations E. That's right. We have my long lost friend, Tevin, in the house. What's up, Tevin? Not much. How about yourself, Ebony? Ah, life is good. Life is good. We're so glad you're here today with us. Is she a friend of yours, Tevin? She is. Uh, I think back to Leadership Wichita, actually. Yeah. Huh. The good old days. I'm I'm stunned, but continue. (laughs) So, Tevin, tell us a little bit about your company, who you are and what you do. Yes, ma'am. Tandem Cyber is a company that started in Wichita, Kansas. And it started when I got out of the military and went to Butler Community College. And I recognized that of the 17 community colleges in the state of Kansas, only two of them had dedicated cybersecurity personnel. And that was a huge challenge that I saw and a need that I saw that need to be met. So that's what we do. We mm-hmm. help provide cybersecurity services to those organizations that can't retain the talent or find the talent. That's awesome. So let, let's go back a little bit before that. So you were, you were in the military, right? Yes, ma'am. I was at the Air Force Base and at McConnell, actually. At McConnell. And what work did you do there? Was it in this this realm? Yes, ma'am. I did cybersecurity at McConnell Air Force Base. And then right after being able to do cybersecurity there, there was this new mission called Mission Defense Team, where, as you mm. know, we were getting the KC-46 at McConnell. Mm-hmm. And that job was to protect that aircraft. That is such a cool story. I mean, like, I don't think people know the, you know, the the depth and type of talent that comes um, through our city because mm-hmm. of McConnell. And you're a prime example of that. And so you did that work there, decided to go to Butler, get further educated in on um, specifically in the realm of cybersecurity and what what was the actual degree? I always get them all confused. Yes, ma'am. And that's my miscommunication. I actually went to work for Butler Community College after the Air Force. So I actually don't have a formal degree in cybersecurity. My background is political science, and I'm actually working on my master's right now at Carnegie Mellon for cybersecurity. Wow. Wow. That's even more of a story. (laughs) You know, because a lot of people think that, right, you have to have these formal degrees to actually do the work. But I've come to find out with a number of our guests that you it's it's your aptitude for being able to do the work and uh, you can learn it on site. 
So was that what happened with you or what, you know, you got trained through the military and um, decided I can teach this? Yes, ma'am. Very similar to that. I got really fortunate in high school. I went to a magnet high school that had a technology academy. So we were able to get certified in high school prior to graduating. And that's what we were able to do there. And in college, I said, I want nothing to do with computers anymore. I want to work with people. And as you could tell, fate had other plans. And Mm -hmm. I stuck with computers and cybersecurity. But you're right. You do not have to stick. You do not have to formally go through education to be in cybersecurity. It's one of those fields to where pattern, finding patterns or understanding syntax is very important, more so than the formalized education, because certifications are really what's king in our area. Mm-hmm. So even a person like Don, Whoa. would he be able to <laughs> go in and get a certification? Because, you know... Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a certification for everyone. We, we can get you in there. <laughs> okay. okay. So, uh, you know, like I said, we met at leadership uh, in Leadership Wichita, and and Tevin was such a you know a, a bright person, and he the way he thinks is just you know a, a different way and lets you see things in a in a different lens. So, but you started the company in 2014, 15. 16. So that was the first one. Uh, 20, yeah, started the first company in uh, 2016 as a, actually as a mental health break, believe it or not. And what, like, okay, talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So I went into college and I graduated college and I had a uh, degree already. And then normally you go into becoming an officer once you graduate college in the military, well, Mm -hmm. I went the enlisted route. And when you go the enlisted route, uh, you don't really make decisions. You're given the decision, Mm -hmm. like the decision's made for you and you execute. And that was a very tough pill for me to swallow when I got into the military. It was a reality check for me and it was a mental burden. But after going through the process and speaking with mental health professionals while I was in the military, which is uh, very taboo somewhat, I found out that I just needed an outlet to make decisions and to mm. execute things on my own. So by starting my own business, that was my outlet and it was a breath of fresh air. It really got me through that that dark period of time. Wow, that is amazing. You know, I a lot of people need those types of outlets, whether or not they realize it or recognize it. And um, I'm very thankful for, you know, your therapist uh, to kind of guide you in that direction, because now look at you. Now that was your first business. Now you're in your second business and you're you're employing people, um, you know, helping spread the tax base. You are creating uh, wealth. I mean, this is great. So back to tandem. So how many employees do you have now? Currently, we have seven and we're about to hire eighth. From the Wichita, uh, one more from the Wichita area next week. Yeah. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, Congrats. Excellent. That is that's big time. And so, who do you who are your <laughs> clients in Wichita? I mean, like, don't tell me their names. I guess are they only? Let me rephrase it. Sorry. So, who do you serve? Our primary customer base are going to be universities uh, and colleges who don't have dedicated personnel for cybersecurity. So that's our primary base, and then secondarily. 
We go after customers who are small businesses who need and have a regulatory compliance to have cybersecurity, but they can't quite afford the, the bigger names that are out there. And so how do you even convince people that they need help with cybersecurity? Because a lot of people, you know, they, they're like, well, um, until something bad happens, you know, and then right. it's too late and then it's going to cost you way too much money. Absolutely. And that, unfortunately, that's sometimes what has to happen. So for a good size of our portion of our customers who are education, they have regulatory compliance where they have to have it. So that's an easier conversation mm-hmm. to have. But with smaller businesses, it's a lot more challenging. So we put our name out there. And instead of going, hey, let us provide this service to you, we just go, hey, if you ever need us, reach out to us. Because uh, I, I can't claim this term, but I use it all the time. It's not a matter of if it happens, it's when it happens. And we just want them yeah. to know that they have a partner that can work with them. I, I wish we could like scream it from the mountaintops and let everyone know um, you need to be proactive as opposed to being reactive. Right. Um, and I, I I just I don't know what that magic pill is to get people to recognize that. But I'm certain you'll get there and you'll be able to spread that story in, in a more <laughs> effective way. Yes, ma'am. Don. Excellent. What gave you the audacity to think you wanted to start a business? I mean, was that your childhood dream or was it just a sign of the times and it was right place, right time? It was both. Childhood dream, third grade, I planned out all my life goals. <laughs> uh, become the well, president third of the United- <laughs> Third grade. Uh, <laughs> own my own computer company, become the president of the United States and be some form of military slash law enforcement. I've checked two of those boxes so far. So we'll see where the we'll see where the other goes. But the presidency goes. <laughs> yeah. I, I dialed that one back. That may just be the Senate. We'll see where that one goes. Okay. But no. in regards <laughs> <laughs> But in regards to the audacity to start the business, that's a really good question. Uh, and the reason I bring it up Reiterate it is because in 2020 is when I started Tandem. It was in the height of the pandemic and uh, mm-hmm. had job offers lined up for other organizations. And my first customer, this was up to a board vote if they're going to be my first customer or not. <laughs> so no job at all, waiting for the board to vote for it one way or the other, and then uh, turned down the other two jobs prior to knowing what the board was going to vote. So it was a wow. It was a scary feeling, um, but ultimately it worked out. Well, what was what was the vote? Five four. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was actually unanimous. So I was I was concerned Excellent. for no reason. But. Excellent, excellent. So uh, you mentioned what your company does. I mean, is ransomware in in your wheelhouse, or is that? Too small of a thing, you guys, uh, for you guys to mess with. Too small of a thing, <laughs> um, no, sir. It is. Uh, that's actually how we got a consortium of schools. A school wasn't our customer at all, but they knew who we were, and they contacted us saying, "Hey, this is what happened," and we were able to quickly go on the ground and help them start resolving the issue prior to their insurance company sending in someone. So we were able to help and start getting the ball rolling and getting things taken care of to stop the spread. Mm-hmm. 
before their cybersecurity insurance provided incident response team. So that's definitely in our wheelhouse to also mitigate that from happening, to protect your environment, but also respond. Wow. Cybersecurity insurance. Security insurance? He said cybersecurity insurance. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. That is just like hurricane (laughs) or flood insurance or whatnot. Yeah. Or flooding. Yeah. Wow. Excellent. Do you think you're successful? No, sir. Today. I think we're I think we're doing a good job. I think we're doing a good job. I think we're servicing our customers. Uh, I think we have a we have a few more bounds, a few more mountains to climb before I think we are successful. Uh, success I'm defining in our eyes is getting our customers to a point to where they're progressive, getting them to a point to where they're not being reactive. They're able to foresee things and able to take care of those things. So that's my metric for success in this case. Excellent. Excellent. Eh? Yeah. I So that's I, I thank you for describing what that um, what what success looked like to you, because that's it's different for everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I appreciate that definition and allowing us to uh, understand that thought process. Well, friends, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors and then we're going to come back and hear more from Tevin. At Evergy, seeing energy differently starts with thinking differently about its impact and then committing to doing better every day. As we continue to expand our investment in renewable resources, capturing more wind, gathering more sunshine, we're able to generate power that's cleaner and provide it to you more affordably. Reliable, sustainable, affordable energy that puts you first. That's everything to us. Evergy, the utility company. At Coke, our Wichita roots run deep. As part of this community, we strive to build strong partnerships with local organizations and create opportunities for our hometown businesses and entrepreneurs. From teaching kids STEM to supporting community resources and funding grants for local educators, we're proud to support Wichita and the amazing work happening throughout our city. Interested in learning more? See how we do it at cokeict.com. That's K-O-C-H-I-C-T dot com. Welcome back, friends. We're here with Tandem Cyber Operations and our friend Tevin Manuel. So, Tevin, you decided you're not from Wichita originally, right? I am not. I'm from Jackson, Tennessee. See, from Tennessee. (laughs) And now you are considered a Wichita. I'm curious, you know, because I always love to hear this story and I love the success stories of people who come here um, and then decide to make Wichita their home. My question to you is why Wichita? Not just to make it your home, but to operate a business in. Wichita has such a great community. It has a big city vibe, despite what many people may think. It has a really big city vibe, but also a community type vibe as well. The talent that's there is amazing. I know it's called the aircraft capital of the world, but there's so so many tech circles there um, that are starting to form these bigger groups rather than these silos. And a lot of tech talent is coming into the area as well, from the base to uh, supporting these larger organizations. So I, that's why Wichita is a really good place to start a really good business from the ground up and have really good talent surrounding you to help it grow and scale. Yeah, that that's awesome. And it looks like you've grown as well and was able to successfully find that talent um, here in the Wichita area. Yes, ma'am. We were, uh, yeah. we were very lucky to find really good personnel. <laughs> That's great. So you had, um, can you kind of describe to us what your, what your business brand is? 
Yes, ma'am. Uh, we're named Tandem. So after like a Tandem bicycle, because we're partners with you. We partner with the organization because a huge thing in the IT world is replacing jobs with automation or with an outsourced company. We want to make sure that we emphasize, even with our name, that we are partnering with your organization. We're not making decisions for you. We're mm. making decisions with you. We're helping you understand what risk is. We're helping you understand how to make risk-informed decisions as well. So we don't come in there as a, if your organization is looking for a turnkey solution that just does it all for you, we're not that, we're not that solution. Uh, but we are there for you to make decisions with and to help you grow as well. I love that. That is, that's perfect. Um, and speaking of partnerships and working with, let's talk about the chamber. Yes, so ma'am. you've been a member of the chamber um, since your inception. Is that correct? Not since our inception, unfortunately, but I would say the year after our inception. Yes. And so what are the things that the, the resources and tools and, uh, that you use from the chamber? The chamber is podcast, obviously. (laughs) The (laughs) podcast is a great one, Uh, but also being able to see what other businesses are in the area and what they're doing, being able to communicate with the community and network with them as well. Not in a matter of just trying to grow the business, but also trying to understand what's in our landscape and where we as tandem need to be posturing to better help that community. So it's a great way for Mm. us to see what's going on in that environment. I love that. I love that. Excellent. Um, You've been here for a little bit in Wichita. Who are the local folks, if any, that you take your inspiration from? That's a really good question. Uh, Andrew Goff from Reverie, seeing Reverie's transformation, moving from a smaller space to a larger space, seeing what they've done, that's been a huge inspiration to seeing what can be done in the Wichita environment and what it takes to be a part of the community and give to that community. I would say another one is uh, Groover Labs. I've been really inspired by them because it's something I've always wanted to see in Wichita when I was there, a workspace, a makerspace, a a space where you can come together and just build things out. So I would say those two have been really instrumental in that area of motivating and inspiring. Yeah, I remember the conversation you and I had. And when I saw Groover uh, doing exactly what you said, you know, we need, I was like, ah, yes, we're winning. <laughs> we're doing it. Nice. That's... Yeah. Excellent. What about nationally? Anybody you look up to that say you want to be like that when you grow up? Nationally, besides naming the big tech companies, I, I, I'm really admire Google and what they do and what they stand for and how they do it. And I really like the presence of Microsoft. And I know those are two really big national companies and everyone looks at them like the pie in the sky, but the ability for them to be able to recruit and retain such good talent and to be able to make such good products uh, really inspires us. And their culture is something that we really look forward to. So we really appreciate their culture and we try to embody that culture in our smaller team. Excellent. Back to Wichita. Uh, what about our ecosystem? Would you change in Wichita, the business ecosystem? I would stop trying to spread out the, the business ecosystem so much. Uh, I would try to build closer together, um, make more of a community hub, I would say. So what I see in Wichita is we're expanding on the east side, we're expanding on the west side, but we're not really developing our downtown as much. And I think the more we develop on top of each other, building up, we can better communicate with each other, better 
run into each other. There's one book I really like called The Idea Factory. It's about AT&T or Bell Labs at the time and how they moved to a new headquarters and how 3M and Kodak and Bell Labs, how all their engineers went and talked to each other after work, just together hanging out in the Wichita environment. That's it's really tough. You have to drive and meet up somewhere. You just don't have those run into each other and have those good technical discussions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's this, you know, that's the same thing that James Chung said when he was here and he did mm-hmm. his research. We don't have those natural collision spaces um, that, that are available to us. And I think that would help solve it, right? If it's for building this way as opposed to this way, and we have that concentrated area where uh, those natural collisions were happen and you just run into them at the coffee shop or at the ice cream or at the bar, just whatever that may be to create that next idea. Absolutely. Excellent. That is true. One more question. You got this company, you got seven employees rolling around and making good money. I added that part. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's next on your frontier? So providing cybersecurity services for the the public, for example, if you have an issue at home, you kind of have a few options. And the police department's not one of them. If you get ransomware at home, or if you get a virus at home and you call Wichita Police Department, they're not going to be able to help you. They're actually going to refer you. And you can go to the Internet Crime Center and you can form a complaint there. But the FBI is going to take that as they can. And Geek Squad is just going to fix it <laughs> and charge you a good portion of money for it. But who's there to help you with the preventative side of that? Who's there to tell you, hey, here are the secure options that your bank has available to you? Or hey, did you know your password is already exposed and being in your usernames with it? So I think the next thing we're going to try to do is figure out a way that we can automate and leverage working with closer to people in the community on a normal scale and not on a business scale. So just consumer-based and how we can better help protect the population that way. Well, you can test it with me. I'm uh, free and available to give you feedback for <laughs> these services. Absolutely. <laughs> keep that in mind. That is true. <laughs> and that brings up a good point. You know, uh, personally, I use Norton. And is it true or false that when they say your name or your something has already been exposed on the blacklist or a, is that a marketing thing or is that fact? It's both. The likelihood that your information is not on the dark web is very little. Like if it's, it's very little, it's not there. And, but it's also a marketing tactic as well. And they want you to get you to, they want you to buy their product. They want you to subscribe to those alerts. But one thing that they're not providing you is a remedy. Like how do you actually change that behavior? How do you actually prevent it from happening again to the best of your abilities. And that's something that uh, we haven't found any singular product to be able to do because that requires human interaction, not just a product to give to you. Gotcha. So one more question. I know I said that before, but <laughs> one more question. How, how does your data get on these dark lists? I mean, is it because they breach something and yeah, they just keep on adding to this Every time there's a breach, a new breach adds that data to a dark list or what's going on there? That's exactly what it is. Uh, You go to a website, that company gets breached, that data gets downloaded, it gets shared among various groups. 
and re-download it and re-download it. And some people combine it all into one big database dump. Uh, and then they have that wow. data set to go based off of and search for you based on your username. So that is one option uh, or one avenue of it. So picking your vendors is very important. And then having throwaway accounts is very important as well. That's one thing we recommend is you create a throwaway account. So you can name it Netflix. You can name it Home Depot. You can name it whatever at your own personal domain.com. And you have a unique password with it. So that way, if that account gets breached, it's one, you know, it was that account. But secondly, it's not your primary account. So that way you can reserve your sensitive accounts to your banks and things of that nature, but to other accounts that, eh, someone got into my Netflix, okay, just change your password, or that way it doesn't cross boundaries. Interesting. Okay, you got any more questions? One more before we uh, wrap it up. So you talk about your employees and you talk about, you know, your method of learning and getting certifications and things like that. Let's talk about the culture that you've created with your with your group. I know that because you are you guys are mainly remote and do a lot of different things. Sounds like you guys aren't doing like a six day a week deal or a five day a week. How, what does the culture look like for you guys? Yeah, uh, we are actually working towards a four day work week uh, with the fifth day being a hybrid day. So that fifth day is focused mm-hmm. on you to go to lunch with your like <laughs> actually Everyone who has children on our team has a daughter, at least one. <laughs> uh, everyone who does have children. Wow. <laughs> so it's go have lunch with your daughter today. Or what is that professional development you want to do? Or, hey, there's just some things you have to do during the week that you can't do during the week and you normally have to take time off for. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to focus that one day to be for them to take time for themselves. And then the other four days that we are working together to get the job done. And that's the type of culture that we're trying to build. And it's burnout in our area is very high and it's very easy to get burned out in our area. So that's one way we're trying to combat with that. That's what's up. So is it they get to choose whatever that that fifth day is or is it all everyone? I mean, like, so mine is Monday, his is Wednesday. Does it vary? I mean, like, it's not, is it strict? Like, I always have to take Wednesday? <laughs> no, it's not very strict. Uh, we try to put them uh, on Fridays and Wednesdays. So that way we kind of have some natural breaks there, but it's not very strict in that regard. We're very flexible and work with you. As long as we have the coverage to make sure we get the job done and be there for our customers, it's pretty flexible. Yeah, I guess you kind of have to be there for the customer side. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's important. (laughs) Well done. Excellent. Well, we appreciate you coming through. You've dealt with Ebony long enough, and now it's time to have some fun. But first, I want to say thank you for referring to her as ma'am. <laughs> she thinks she's rolling at 25. But uh, you he saying refers to everyone just... as ma'am and sir. I He's know, in the military. We're not talking about, <laughs> not talking about his oh military. Oh, my gosh. He's trying to <laughs> We're me talking feel. about you being a ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> We truly appreciate you coming through. We're going to have some fun with some word association. I'll give you one word. You give me one word back. It's not wrong because it's your word. Are you ready? I am ready. Oh, okay. Here we go. Leader. Follower. Success. Life. College. Fun. Failure. Blue. 
Did you say blue like the color? Blue like the color. Okay. Can you, wh- why did you say blue? I'm sorry, I had to ask. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just, I just think of some childhood books that I read and like you feel sad and you're feeling blue and you're like you're, you're down. Oh, um, okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And happiness is yellow and uh, bright colors. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I see. Entrepreneur. Fun. Fun. Wichita. I immediately see the keeper of the planes, but if I had to pick one word, I'm going to say, uh, I can't say one word. It's going to say not too bad. It's not too bad. We'll we'll go with keeper. A lot of people (laughs) refer to it as a keeper. So vacation. Oh, Pacific Northwest, Washington. Nice. Hero. Hero. It was Colin Powell. Wow. That's a good one. Wichita Chamber. I think parties. Every time I've been, it's been a networking <laughs> event. It's been fun. <laughs> Ebony had to be there, I'm sure. So. <laughs> Family. Comfort. Fun. Driving. Last but not least, you got to tell the truth about this. Beverage. Beverage. Kirk and Sweeney rum. Mm. Kirk and Sweeney. That sounds upscale. <laughs> Too okay. upscale for us. <laughs> <laughs> we drew, Kirk and Sweeney. I'm going to have to Google that. Yeah. Thank you for coming through, my man. Truly appreciate you being here. Thank you all very much for your time. Of course. It was fun, Tevin. I appreciate it. Good seeing you. Hope to have coffee with you soon or some of this fancy Kirk rum. Kirk and Sweeney. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, bougie, that bougie. Some of that bougie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, friends, we've come to the end of today's segment. If you would, please make sure that you like it and share it. Please send this to someone who might find value in hearing Tevin's story and let us know who you want to hear from next. Till next time. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at wichitachamber.org.